1: Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, a guy who is living these traditions to the best of my ability, as much as I understand them. <laughs> and I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And so we're here today to talk about Tradition 9. It's the ninth month. It's September. The year is flying by. Almost thank God from the standpoint of having to do <laughs> yeah. the traditions, because they uh, they can get dry at times. The first few were so wonderful, and now it's like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, Tradition 9. Of course, Narcotics Anonymous specific. Uh, That's why it says N.A. in it. It says N.A. as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. So on the surface, for it to say it should never be organized it's weird, right? Because when I think of things that are organized, like meeting times, schedules, meeting locations, like... Yeah,
0: it's a big worldwide fellowship with yeah, set meeting formats. Well, so.
1: and and how hard would it be, like, if it was less organized than it looks? Like, what, Facebook? Uh, you'd go on Facebook that day, and you're like, oh, it's Tuesday. Where are they going to hold that meeting tonight and what time, right? right? Like, oh, right. look, it's at Brian's house at 726. Like, right, <laughs> what? That would be weird. So for them to say that NA ought never be organized is really strange to hear. I mean, I don't think we think about that. We read these in a lot of meetings. Nobody it's like it's pretty organized.
0: Yeah, and that because it's become so big and so well known and and such a worldwide fellowship, that's why there became a need for service boards and committees, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> like because it got so popular that created this need to have these Right. Uh, What organizational structure we try to use.
1: So, uh, to get into some of the boring background of this tradition, it says we must first understand what NA is. Narcotics Anonymous is addicts who have the desire to stop using and have joined together to do so. Our meetings are a gathering of members for the purpose of staying clean and carrying the message of recovery. Our steps and traditions are set down in a specific order, they are numbered, they are not random and unstructured, they are organized. But this is not the type of organization referred to in the ninth tradition. In this tradition, organized means having management and control. So that's what they're saying about NA. It ought never have management or control, which is interesting because I've always felt like there's been like one more than other influential member at every home group I've ever been in who seems kind of like the manager.
0: (laughs) Yes, but over time, I would say those managers change. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, most yeah, home absolutely. groups don't keep the same one for too awful long I don't know you get one of
1: them old timers it seems like they stick <laughs> around forever um, it goes on to say on this basis the meaning of tradition 9 is clear without this tradition our fellowship would be in opposition to spiritual principles a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience is the is our ultimate authority and so for anybody that's not in a 12 step program the idea of this is We all each have our individual higher power, whatever we choose to call that. Some call it God, some it's Jesus, some it's Buddha, some it's flying spaghetti monster, some it's no God at all, whatever that may be, right? Spiritual principles, uh, the rooms of NA, like we all have this version for ourselves. And then we come together and, and supposedly in this group conscience, right? When the group is, the group members come together to decide what the group needs and how to best meet those needs, everybody brings their own god into that and like okay well my god thinks it would be good to be more welcoming so we should have a greeter right and somebody else says no that's a terrible idea for whatever reason like their god doesn't believe like but the ultimate vote and if we're all trying to keep the spirit of carrying the message and helping more people in mind as we have these discussions in group conscience the vote happens and
0: supposedly god's will happens right like The ultimate authority of those meetings is the vote. So, can I say though, in a true group conscience, it's a vote's not even required that the group is able to come to a consensus based decision making. That's kind of where that idea came from is that, yeah, when you talk about the group conscience, the whole idea was that we all bring our best most spiritual selves to the table and then make the decision that's best for the group and in a like say, in a true group conscience you don't need to vote so we would all agree everyone comes to the same decision like yes i don't feel making someone feel more loving and welcomed at a meeting is paramount to what we do here so we're gonna have a greeter i mean
1: okay but but say you bring in a thing like this uh Hey, our home group happens to be near recovery houses and 90% of people who come here are early in recovery, first six months. Um, my higher power has led me to believe I should introduce the idea that our home group be a one, two, three step meeting, right? We should constantly be harping on these first three steps, get people in here, get them involved in the idea steps, have them hear the first three steps where most of them are probably working, Uh, and different concepts about that. I think that would be the most useful for the area we live in and the group we have. And somebody else says, well, I think newcomers get more out of open speaker meetings. Like there's no real wrong there, right? There's not like, oh, well this, this mode doesn't support newcomers as well as that mode does. Like they're both probably equally useful. They're both good ideas. Um, you know, and they might also say, hey, sometimes new people have some crazy shit to share. Like if we have speakers, that takes up more of the meeting. Uh, You know, you won't hear as much of the crazy shit. You'll get more recovery information in the meeting. So I don't know that those people and and the other 10, maybe they're split pretty evenly. People who feel it's a good beginner step meeting idea and a good, other people who feel it's a good, you know, open share meeting. I don't know that you're going to come to just a group conscience where everybody all of a sudden agrees what's best for the meeting because either is best for the meeting.
0: Or you could do both, one one week, one the other. I mean, there's a myriad of options there. I mean, that's a specific situation. Don't ruin my black and white example. But But that's the idea. Again, the idea is that we will all come open-minded, willing, willing. You know what I mean, and maybe I'm like, huh? That's you have a good point. You know, maybe maybe my idea is not the best. Maybe your idea. We can try that and see what happens. Let's try that and see what happens. But and, and it doesn't happen all the time. Trust me. There's that's interesting. There's been through so many discussions where yeah. the conscience really means a vote, and that just sometimes is the way that it goes. But ideally, you'll be able to come huh. as a group, and and you'll continue to discuss ideas like you don't need to just be like well we got to wrap this up in an hour so we're fucking coming to the end of the hour so vote like we gotta wrap this motherfucker up (laughs) okay so what are your concerns what what are you worried about what do you think are the problems maybe we can talk about those i mean that's again that's the spirit of a group conscience that's not how it plays out unfortunately most of the time but that's the spirit of it. it's interesting man because i in
1: my life experience have not seen that very often right and even when we do all agree we kind of take a vote anyway just for official purposes i guess um but it's always felt more of like the idea was whichever way the vote fell was the Ultimate authority of God acting
0: in our lives and that's called a majority decision, <laughs> not a group conscience just right. for clarity of okay. definitions that's fair that's
1: fair that's really interesting I can't imagine I mean I think all the stuff that the group conscience already agrees on is already in place so it's almost
0: like I can't imagine any topic being brought up of change and everybody just Hence agree why I hate policies because most <laughs> of the time 99 percent of the time totally unnecessary.
1: oh wow so that's so interesting well yeah and and uh, as we get further in this tradition i tend to agree with you right it talks about simplicity exactly what it's talking
0: about here like stop with all the fucking rules already (laughs) we don't need that shit it's already good you just show up have a fucking meeting talk about recovery, help each other. That's all we need to do. I yeah. feel
1: like I can't get my family to have a group conscience about anything. Like, we all disagree. I just, I can't picture having, to, I don't know. Okay, yeah. so to, to move on from there before I get too <laughs> caught up, but that is fascinating. Um, the ninth tradition goes on to define the nature of the things that we can do to help NA. It says that we may create service boards or committees to serve the needs of the fellowship. They exist solely to serve the fellowship. This is the nature of our service structure as it has evolved and been defined in the NA Service Manual, which is interesting because that's out of the basic text, and I thought the basic text preempted the NA Service Manual. But I guess that was added in one of the updates. They yeah, added we're oh, the, yeah, that's we also probably have a out of the manual. sixth or probably sixth, sixth edition.
0: Yeah. So by then, there was, the early versions of the basic text didn't have it.
1: So yeah, when we create service boards or committees, which is everything that is not a group, to my understanding. Their only purpose is to serve whatever the groups need. Uh, And this tradition really laid that out specifically. Billy talked about it before we came on, the upside-down pyramid idea of our service structure, which is like all the many. You know, it's kind of like... the you think of it sort of like a democracy where the people are at the top and the president would be at the bottom, just doing whatever they asked him to do. This is the same. Like it's the groups at the top. And then every step of service is beneath that just to do the bidding of the groups. You're like, what do you need? How can we help? Um, one of the things that stuck out to me reading about this tradition was how often it talks about the regular communication in two directions to keep this working right right? Like the groups constantly need to be informing the service structures they've created what they need. Like this is what we need. Hey, this is what we need every month. This is what we need. Okay. What you did isn't quite working. We need it more like this, right? And then in return, the service structures need to constantly be reporting back to the groups. Hey, we tried to do this thing that you guys asked for last month and this is how it worked. And this is maybe what might work better or, or adjust to meet your needs better. Like this is what we've learned, but it's that bi-directional communication regularly that keeps it all flowing right and the 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 service structure doesn't lose its understanding of what it's supposed to be doing as right. long as that keeps going so i thought that was interesting
0: one well, just to get a little more basic for anyone that's never been either involved in the service structure of specifically na i can't speak for aa because i've never been to any of their service inner yeah inner group whatever but so within narcotics Anonymous. Um, where this service structure comes in is we have outreach efforts. We call them H and I hospitals and institutions where, you know, let's say here in Cecil County, we say, Hey, we have the Cecil County detention center. Um, there's also, you know, a treatment center that serves our County, you know, there's a treatment center within the County. Um, we'd like to make sure that there's, you know, NA meetings available to these people. So we'll form an H and I committee that will organize those things. It will be a person to reach out to the facility to coordinate what day and times the meetings are going to be, make sure that our speakers are cleared, communicate about the rules, those sorts of things. And that typically shouldn't be handled by individual groups. Although I believe in some areas it is some areas will actually individual groups will handle those things on its own. Um, But like in this area, most of our groups are small. It would be a big burden for one group to take on that thing, but we have 30 groups. So between that, we should be able to coordinate that effort and organize that effort. And so that's the idea. you know. We have H&I. We have public relations, which does outreach into the community for different things. We have a literature committee that makes our schedules you know, so that the times and dates are organized so that, say, our health departments and things know where to find us. So these are the types of things where you would get, you know, a service board or a committee, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the needs of the group, you know, it's nice to have an organized schedule because if you just have 30 random groups and someone's coming out of a treatment facility, it's like you want them to be able to find recovery meetings.
1: And I'm probably talking out of my ass with this statement, but I will say it anyway. Uh, From what I've heard in some instances, at least. AA is more done by the groups like a group will step up and take on these kind of things like one group might decide they're gonna do lots of events for the members of their group and not that members that go to other meetings can't come but it's just there it's not like a special events at an area level they just say hey we're gonna put together a hershey park trip like let's put the word out and tell people and uh, this group's going to sponsor putting on the H&I meeting at this local facility by them because it's important to the, like, I think from what I understood, it was a lot more done at the group level like that.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with the size of the groups and the abilities of the groups, you know, financially and otherwise, you know, we have uh, events where people come together, picnics and things like that. And in our area even some home groups host a picnic each year other home groups probably couldn't afford to put on a picnic each year mm-hmm. you know it just it depends on what the group can and is willing to do thinking about like government which is uh you know i've forgotten
1: i've forgotten a couple of these months and during the traditions <laughs> to talk about government or how this applies in families but i just thinking about government for a second like i think this is how democracy is supposed to look like we're supposed to vote people in that yes. do the things we want them to do and if they don't then we need to like get them out of office and put somebody else in that is doing the will of the people like that's the goal of it is is that the people have the say i don't know that it looks like that very often in practice i think representative democracy is even further looking from that right. than we think but I, I think this is the idea right so i think at, at least at an idea level it's a pretty nice idea that it's not some big corporation telling us how to do this or what our rules are it's like hey we're a group we're all here together we're trying to stay clean and this is what we need can you help us with that and if not then we don't really need you to be a stru- service structure like right. it's not useful Further on, it says, this is N.A. as such, a simple fellowship using a non-professional addict-to-addict approach to the disease of addiction. We are a fellowship, not a lobbying organization or a medical service or a chain of treatment facilities. We are non-professional. We have no rules, no fees, no governing bodies, and only one membership requirement, a desire to stop using. That's fucking interesting. Honestly, I I look at, we have no rules. And I have always thought the traditions were the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but the tradition says right here, we have no rules. So there's no rule that says we couldn't have a meeting and say that people on Suboxone are clean and have them celebrate. There's no fucking rules. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's true. And there's no rules against those meetings that, that you talk about that said caffeine and nicotine were used and you weren't
0: clean. No. And in (laughs) fact, when we reached out at that time to World Services about those issues, they basically sort of came back and said they didn't have an opinion like that. It was up to our area how we wanted to handle that situation and go about, you know, we had no there was no whatever you want to call it legal recourse for us to go shut them down. There wasn't anything we we could do Mm. at that point to shut them down.
1: Get lawyers and march in there with the police. Like right. Cease
0: and desist order. And right. You're not Narcotics Anonymous. Right. And and that's <laughs> the direction from the world is like, oh, yeah, we're not. We don't do that.
1: So that's interesting. So uh, anybody who thinks like I used to think before I started doing more of this tradition understanding that the traditions lay out the proper and improper ways that meetings function or things that can be done in meetings. <laughs> Uh this right here says we have no rules so you are wrong. <laughs> There's no fucking rules. The traditions are all concepts that hopefully help us think about the positives and negatives well, they're guiding of situations. Principles. Yeah. yeah. They're they're like they're like questions that make us think how's this going to work out for the benefit and how what are the drawbacks of it before we go into making decisions.
0: Right. And then, again all of this very idealistically but in in an ideal situation you know we're bringing our best foot our healthiest version <clears> to the table and we're trying to act in you know these common principles what is our common good what is our primary purpose how best are we serving other people like those principles should be guiding our decision making so uh it's fascinating because I, I agree,
1: ideally, and yet I have rarely been a part of any group conscience or discussion at area level that was that looked like everybody had their best foot forward. <laughs> like, it often looks like arguing and, and resentment.
0: And that's one of the funny things. So my home group is very disorganized. We don't have a lot of structure in place with officials and stuff like that. We don't ever vote on anything. Hmm. And it's not that we don't discuss things. Things come up. We have anniversaries. We have meetings. We pay rent. We do all those things. We go to area service and get our literature. We don't have a need to take a vote because we just talk about things and then we decide what we're going to do in the group conscience. Isn't there ever a dissenter? I got to join and be a dissenting voice. (laughs) I mean, over time, we've had that and there's been occasions over years we've had to vote on things. But for the most part, You know, and again, we are and some people don't care for it very much. We are a very disorganized type of group. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have positions. We don't have an official, you know, chairperson and an official this or that person. We just we show up and the meeting happens and whoever sits up at the front of the table sits up at the front of the table, you know, and, and it works for us yeah might not work for you know, it doesn't work for everyone cuz people have come and said this is crazy and quit and left and whatever but for us it works and we have an NA meeting and there's a bunch of us that stay clean.
1: (laughs) I have gone into meetings, uh, or joined home groups and definitely tried to be the voice of like, this isn't structured enough. We need (laughs) positions. We need more formality. We need a GSR. We need somebody that goes to area like, and there's a lot of groups that don't operate under that understanding. Like they do more of what you're talking about. They just show up and fucking have a meeting and, and it, It goes fine, right? It's a fucking meeting and that works and it's good for some and not for others. And I think maybe looking at it now, like maybe I was trying to bring my structure into meetings because that's what makes me comfortable, right? Like I need rules and operating procedures and (laughs) shit. And the fact is like, it really doesn't fucking matter.
0: Well, and it's not even that one's wrong and the other one's right or one's better and the other one's worse. It's like that's that is the definition of the group conscience you know you go in you go in and hopefully you're getting with a, a bunch of like-minded people and i'm sure there are people that feel way more comfortable in a structured home group with set positions and that avoids conflicts and it makes sure responsibilities get handled like there are definitely major benefits to being in a group that's organized that way yeah. so it's not that one's right and one's wrong it's just well, it's you like know,
1: going to lunch and somebody's sitting in your seat. Right,
0: right. <laughs> I, I sat there yesterday. That's my seat, right? Like, I, I want to
1: hug people. I'm the greeter. God damn it, you're not the greeter. Right,
0: and that's. But that's the beauty of the fellowship is the diversity right. and this tradition and and some of the other more kind of boring ones. They're what allows this freedom to take place. You know, they're what allows God in as many forms to work through the fellowship.
1: So we need the meeting that says that nicotine and tobacco aren't clean because some people are going to gravitate to that and, and find it easier to recover in that environment. And we need the meeting where they say, fuck you, yeah, you're on Suboxone, you're totally clean, oh, you celebrate here. I'm welcome. Yes, we need all those meetings, meeting. right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, fucking chair the meeting, talk about it. Uh, that's interesting. God, that, this is all more fascinating as I learn more, man. I, I'm can't wait to go out and tell everybody how wrong they are for having rules. That, that's the opposite of what I'm supposed to do, right?
0: So, and it's hilarious because we've <laughs> talked about this recently. So, I've been involved in our service structure for a long time, and and was big on rules, and have helped write policies for different subcommittees and all that. And now I go back with the time and understanding that I have now, and be like. Most of that shit needs to go in the garbage, and we just need to see the situation that's in front of us, have a discussion and make a group conscience about it, and then move forward. And we don't need fucking all these rules to dictate how things need to go.
1: So you weren't, you didn't stick around for this portion of it last month, but uh, we were talking about, I brought up the idea that you had given me, that you said it was supposed to flip-flop between Hartford County and Mm. Cecil every so often, right? And I said, as far as I understand, I was told by a more experienced member that this is how it used to be, blah, blah, blah. And there was pushback. There was some experienced members who were like, it was never an agreement
0: like that. I was like, I
1: don't know. Yeah, and
0: I'll be clear. It wasn't specifically an agreement. That's just kind of how it went. Right.
1: So I was like, well, look, if more of you guys are from Harford County, if this is something you want to explore, feel free, right? If you don't or if nobody wants to put the time in to find a new church, don't worry about it. So this brought up the discussion of what we're going to do. Uh, the Delta variant of COVID, are we going to get shut down again at the current location? How quickly should we find a yeah. new location that's more open to staying open? And somebody put in a motion, right? And they were like, look, the motion is just that if this church closes down, we need to find a way to meet. So we should meet on Zoom again. That was it, right? People didn't want to talk about that because they want to meet in person. It was a much better turnout in person, at least twice as many people yeah. as we had on Zoom. Um. And so they put this motion in and one person, you know, we had a short discussion. One person said they wanted to made a motion to table it. A second person seconded it and then it was tabled. And I am baffled by that policy. I'm like, (sighs) so two people in the meeting can decide that we're just not going to talk about this and vote on it. So right now, if Delta shut us down before next Thursday or whatever it is we don't officially have a way to meet like I, we are going to right. go on zoom anyway because i don't give a fuck what they say but like we don't we didn't vote on it so we don't officially have a way to meet next month if we get shut down oh i see then you just don't meet well and we might not but i, I it's just but interesting anyway. to me the whole policy that two people can just say a motion and second to table And there's no vote on that or anything like that's just what happens.
0: Right. And And does that feel like a group conscience?
1: No, that feels like two people could just dislike something and then we can't talk about it. And that's fucking stupid.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that's a dumb policy. I mean, for a while back, at least, I don't know who, I don't want to say they, but the the World Service uh, had put out a lot of information and was doing a lot of... uh, PR about this idea of consensus-based decision-making instead of voting on stuff. Mm. Um, And and I don't know if that—I've got out of the service structure so much in the last several years, so I don't know if they still even talk about things that way. But that was a push that came around for a while, was that discussions were just supposed to happen, and you were, again, hopefully able to just discuss things until you could come up with. A common resolution and a common goal for your area Mm. that the idea was not, you know, you go in and, and vote on things and three pros, three cons. I mean, that it's so again, our service structure historically has run off what's called Robert's Rules of Order, which I only know this. Because of being involved in service and you would bring up like emotion as like Jason said, like, hey, what should we do if this facility shuts down? Should we go to Zoom? And then you would get like three pros and three cons Then the discussion was shut down and you took a vote. And that isn't a group conscience. You know what I mean? Every member doesn't get to express their point. Every person doesn't get a say. And if you have concerns, sometimes they're not even addressed. No one even answers your concerns, and someone might have thought of something that nobody else thought about that could be a major influence. But you had your three pros, so fuck it, we're done.
1: And you are bringing this up at a terrible time when I am area chair and (laughs) kind of believe in this idea that you're giving me, but I don't want to be there all fucking night. And I've seen these discussions go nowhere for 45 minutes because they're just back and forth. And I'm like, so it's okay not to make
0: a decision sometimes.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to sit here while these people talk for fucking three hours. Like, I'm here to, let's get this baby going. Oh, you can still
0: say, hey, we have a limit of time. Yeah.
1: I don't know. uh, I I guess for me, just, I don't know why the policy would be that two people can make a motion tabled. Like, why is there no vote on that? (laughs) Like, at least get the consensus, right? At least get the the majority uh, of what people want, not just what two people want. That's fucking weird.
0: And even that idea. So the whole idea of tabling, it gets misrepresented that the, the idea of tabling something is, I, I believe, my understanding is that as a representative of my group, I'm there to represent my group. And if you bring up an issue that me and my group never talked about, how the fuck am I supposed to represent my group? Because we haven't had a discussion about that, so I don't know what their opinion is. So the goal would be, as a member, to go back to my group discuss whatever the issue is, come back the next month prepared to discuss, Mm -hmm. address concerns, vote on that issue. You know, it's all part of that communication process, but we've gotten into a place, at least my experience in, in area where we feel like these things need to happen in rushed amount of times. And that, well, well, this one was a little time sensitive, (laughs) right? This is, and this would be a different case. Like Mm -hmm. this is a situation where it could be time sensitive. Whereas I'm, most shit isn't (laughs) yeah and so i as an area issue you and i've talked about this before i think we've talked about the lack of turnout at a lot of the area service committee meetings and and why groups aren't showing up and to me there's a question of so is this area service even serving these groups Mm -hmm. you know and if it's not Maybe we need to end the fucking thing or restructure it in a different way or do something different just because it exists in the way it is now. If it's not serving the groups, it's not supposed to exist. I would agree with that. But I think my
1: take is a little different just because all the subcommittees run through there. Like when we talk about the the communication in both directions, That is where the groups get informed of what the subcommittees are doing because it would be impossible for the H&I chair to go to every meeting in the area and tell them what's going on and get their input, right, to give them the feedback of, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the open spots we have. We need help. So area is a good place for that. So I'm not saying – maybe area doesn't need to make any other decisions, but I think they do need to be held. Even if people aren't showing up, if fucking five groups show up, then great. Them five groups get the information back from H and I and get to take it back to their groups and find the people to help. And like, I I think it needs to exist for that purpose, at least just to be the kind of hub for the subcommittees to give the feedback to the groups that want to be a part of it. The groups that don't want to be a part of it. Fuck it. Like we ain't missing nothing. I don't think we just cancel area just because groups aren't showing up like i don't believe right. in that i don't see how that benefits the the other stru- service structures we put in place like i think there's more benefit if they have a place to come talk about what's going on
0: yeah and i was thinking of it more along the lines of if area didn't exist in its current form Mm -hmm. it's almost like because it exists in its current form nobody's going to really do much to change it or we can't envision a way of changing it whereas if it didn't exist in its current form maybe a new thing could spring up from the ashes but if we don't have any ashes there's nothing new to spring up The, the the current will just exist and then we'll just bitch about how it's not working. Right. And it's right. sort of like the same with literature and all these other things. Like I was a literature chairperson for a while and my term was up. I had served two terms and I went to area and I said, look, I'm telling you now next month when I show up and, and no one had stepped up to take the position. I said, I won't be here next month. This literature will all be here. I will not be, I, you know, I right whatever you guys do is up to you it's not my responsibility and someone eventually stepped in and took the position and it got filled and a new person came into the role which is how i think all that's supposed to work anyway but and i just kept showing up that it stayed my position unofficially i have seen people do their positions
1: (laughs) for years and years and years because nobody's ready i think our treasurer's been there for quite a long time and Thankfully, uh, I know who's taking over for me next year, so I am already
0: working my way out. Um, but I think that's how the group conscience works. It's like God works through individuals, and and if the same people stay in the same spots for too long, are you allowing? Right, it becomes that conscious conscience, uh-huh. it, even indirectly, even with the best intentions and the most sincere desires. You know, right. it just becomes an extension of, of me. And you know, if I get out of the way and get out of that position, and a new person comes in. New things might happen, things that I was doing might fall away and and you know, the way it's supposed to be will work its way out. Right,
1: right. So yeah, I, I do think that is the idea of tabling is to get your group's ideas about it. I it also says in our literature that like when you're elected to represent the group as GSR, they're trusting not only that you can carry the information back and forth, but also that you will make Decisions on their behalf at times, like they trust your judgment, as part of that requirement to get voted into that. Which yes. I found interesting when I read that.
0: yeah Well, because there are things that are time sensitive, like you mentioned, there might be an issue with money needing to be spent for a event or a thing right. that's coming up that you don't have three months to go back right. and forth to groups. Well,
1: and and tabling in this fashion of these two people felt more like the filibuster in the government. Yeah, right. Or that's something. what it like, was. We're just yeah. we're just. Create no vote, um, which
0: was weird. I don't know. This episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls.
1: This uh, goes on to say, Yet, for all its emphasis on keeping things simple, Tradition 9 is not an excuse for disorganized service work. Instead, it recognizes that our fellowship does require a certain degree of organization to fulfill its primary purpose. Rather than recommend that NA groups themselves become organized, the ninth tradition suggests that groups organize separate boards and committees to serve their needs. Just as we are non-professional but may hire professionals to help us, so so we are not organized but may organize boards or committees to serve us. This arrangement ensures that NA, as such, maintains its uncluttered, direct approach to recovery while assuring our ability to fulfill service tasks requiring a certain amount of organization. So, groups should remain cluttered and create, or uncluttered from you know, organization problems and, and just focused on let's just carry the message. It's really that simple. Let's show the fuck up, open the door, carry the message. Right. We complicate the shit out
0: of that. We sure do. Oh my god. But back to the H and you know, the H and I example, I mean, that can become very burdensome on a group that has six home group members to try to carry an H and I commitment, you right. know, in a facility. Like and then it becomes just one person. Or what if that group closes up or you know, there's right. all sorts of challenges that a committee that's organized with some structure can help to carry. Absolutely. Uh, to
1: maintain the focus of its recovery meetings, the group usually conducts its business meetings separately, keeping NA as such. They keep saying as such. It a noise <laughs> of shit out of me. Keeping NA as such as simple as possible. This was interesting, right? Because this was always my experience in my Baltimore area, right? We had a meeting and then you would call group conscience, which was also the business, the business meeting. meeting right. um, but I have been to other areas and at, at least two, I think one was in... New Jersey, and one was in Wisconsin, where I showed up at the meeting, and the first fifteen minutes uh like they were doing announcements and key tags, and they went over the business
0: meeting aspect of it and granted yeah, and they get their treasury reports and stuff, <laughs>
1: yeah, and granted, yeah. these were small groups, right, so it probably did not hinder the meeting itself on a regular basis, but I found it fascinating, and I was like my initial reaction was, "Oh, this is fucking wrong right, <laughs> right. but here it is in our literature saying. Not that it's wrong because there's no rules. We get that. But that it's usually not done like that because that's not the place for it. So that's I don't I wonder if those groups are aware that this exists in our literature. Hmm. Probably not. Uh, So it says as the group grows even larger, it often sprouts new groups. This was in. So this to me kind of explained area service and why it came about. This is why I found this part fascinating. As the group grows even larger, it often sprouts new groups. To maintain some of the unity and camaraderie that existed when there was only one group in the area, these groups elect representatives who meet periodically. These representatives share information with one another about how their individual groups are doing and help one another find solutions to problems one group or another may be having. From time to time, they may even organize a joint recovery meeting or social activity, gathering the entire NA community together. Sooner or later, the groups realize the potential they have in this committee of representatives. Through this committee, the groups can combine their guidance and resources so that each of them can function more effectively and all together can carry the message farther. That, to me, sounded like where area service came from, where regional service came from. And I thought it was interesting because... As a guy who's been a, a group service representative, a GSR, right, learned about it early on, wanted to get into it because it sounded like a power position. This is never how I have
0: conceptualized it,
1: even though I knew. It's
0: Not how it feels when you're there that, either.
1: Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Right. So I knew the concept was, hey, we're just there to all, you know, the groups run this. We're here to vote on stuff. Blah, blah. It does not feel like we are there like. Oh, this group's having problems with a trouble member that shows up every feels week. Feels like a bunch of politicians. And this group has dealt with a troubled <laughs> right. member who's showed up every week. And they know some ideas of what worked and what didn't. They We should help. Like, it does not feel like a spirit of cooperation. It feels like where you show up to get literature and argue.
0: So you're the chair. Can you put that in the, what do you call it, the format? Just read that little couple of sentences before every right? Area service right yeah.
1: like it it definitely it, it's weird it does feel like this spirit of almost government and and being a part of that and and look feeding into it myself at oh, times yeah, I've been like there getting too. Heated 100% shit. I look at that now and I say well no wonder governments go fucking off the rails and they look like they do because once you get in that environment that's how it f- like the feeling is My side's got to win. Oh, yeah. We we got to make our power play. It's so weird. But, yeah, all we're supposed to be doing. And and so, honestly, from my understanding of reading this, next week at Area, we should show up. The reports from the subcommittees, the service structures we've created to do work for us that we want done, H&I, phone line, things like this. They should give their reports, give their feedback to the groups. The groups should give feedback to them of if they're doing a good job or if something they're doing needs to be adjusted. And generally, if none of the other groups are having an issue in their group, that should be fucking it. Like, we don't need to come up with all these random new ideas and make new policies and change anything and...
0: That's what I keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. It could be. It should be a getting. It should be like a fucking powwow of yeah. the groups. Like, hey, good to see you. How's things going over there on the other side of the bridge? You know, or the right. fucking meetings. Is your attendance good? You know how. And that's what the idea is supposed to be. We don't need a bunch of these fucking rules to try to force cooperation or force groups into answering to you know the area like it's got it gets weird it gets like a some sort of weird power play
1: i will say uh up here i haven't seen as many weird things happen uh, as i as i did down in the northeast freedom area down towards baltimore um but a lot of it's been on zoom and there have been a couple of like argumentative debates but they were about weird shit about if we should have literature sales while we're still on Zoom and all that and are they even useful there's like one group that's actually using it all the rest of them are just buying from right. NA and having it shipped to their place or whatever so like I, I haven't seen a ton of that but i i don't even know what i'm going to do when i encounter it or or if i'll recognize it in the moment right like i think it's harder to recognize when you're in area service and the discussion's going on to step back and be like fuck are we even talking about here yeah and
0: that's so one of the things and, and i have one of my previous sponsors bring this up to me a lot like one of the first things there's a few basic questions we can ask when a new policy comes up or something it's like well one well how best does this serve the newcomer mm. you know does this have any relevance to the newcomer because if not then it's probably not that fucking important not that mm. it doesn't need to be discussed but its level of importance goes way the fuck down right. when it's not directly helping someone especially a newcomer um two is this is this necessary like do we is this helping someone in some way <laughs> like you know is this policy needed mm. and most of the time those two questions eliminate 50% of what we waste a fucking hour and a half talking about right whether we need a time requirement on the chair position for how many fucking years they need to have why don't we just have a group conscience and let god decide whether that person's fit to be the fucking chair person of that committee or not and get out of the way
1: 17 years i've been around narcotics anonymous and watch these discussions of time limits and people say hey we don't have anybody with the qualified time that wants to serve in this position. But here we have this individual who's got this much, which isn't quite what we say is the rule. Right. <laughs> Not once have they ever right.
0: said no. Right. They're always Every like, well, we'll say. take a vote and waive the clean yeah. time. And it's like, so why have the fucking rule? It's like you just make a rule because you feel like you can. You know, it's like organization that you don't even need but do you think not having the rule is better or
1: should it just be changed to be less of a rule and more like w- when you look at a, a job advertisement and they're like hey we'd like to see this in applicants but you don't have to have that right equivalent experience is also so my understanding and- is
0: that's what the the policy's supposed to be it's mm. not supposed to be this set of rules because you can at any time you can vote to older a policy or change a policy. But even that turns into a whole big dog and pony show about about you got to make a fucking motion and you got to, yeah, you got to have a policy or you have enough people present to change the pile. And that's what I mean. It's all just a way most of the time to circumvent the group conscience. It's what it feels Mm. like to me. It's like, why we're here now We're all the people that are in this room are the group conscience at that moment. That's God working. Right. Why do we need to revert back to some previous conscience of a previous group from three years ago? Like, this just seems not the way that this is supposed to work.
1: I don't know if you have this up here, and, and I guess I'll find out as we go, possibly. But in in the other area I came from, we voted on a policy change, and then the next month it was tried to they tried to bring it back up to talk about it because, like. Yeah, it we, can't we, be changed
0: for three months or something. Right. Yeah. We, uh, felt, yeah, like I because think we felt like it got twisted like that, or something. Dude, yeah. And I'm
1: like, what the fuck? You mean we're stuck with shitty policies just because we did it? Like, right. That's crazy.
0: And again, uh, back to this whole, oh, well, we didn't think this was going to be a problem when we made this new fucking policy. Mm. But now we're stuck with a bad policy because we limited the discussion and rushed to a decision. Well, let's change the policy that says we're stuck with it for three months because that policy is definitely <laughs> in place <laughs> right. for three
1: months. So <laughs> right. we'll change that policy. Then we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, that was the craziest thing ever. I think we
0: make a policy that every three years we throw out all the old policy. <laughs> so what
1: do you think about the idea, if this says there's no rules, that none of that policy is actually official or able to be held up anyway? Because there's no fucking rules according to the text.
0: Uh, I mean, does it say that? I thought within the service structure there is organization. Mm at the group level. Okay. So none of this affects my group. Like, and and I've actually said this a bunch of times, I don't care what they do at area at world at region, whatever else I'm going to show up on Thursday night at my home group and we're going to have a fucking NA meeting right. and whatever they decide, we're going to keep doing exactly what we're doing. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my protection as a group is that i'm not organized and i'm not bound by any you know if if susquehanna area na decided you know oh because of covid we're just not having meetings anymore well fuck that you don't have that authority to right. make that decision on behalf of my group you right. know my group has the authority to show up and be a group we're not organized by your rules
1: so, uh, spiritual principles involved with this. They talked about anonymity, which is always, and I think that's like in every tradition. Yeah. Oh, anonymity, no, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our. Traditions. Right. Well, there it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, humility. Right. I thought that was a good one, and and one that struck me as interesting because I don't consider it a spiritual principle most of the time in my life. Simplicity. Hmm. They mentioned simplicity as a spiritual principle, and I thought that was kind of beautiful and yeah. caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, really?
0: Yeah, I don't know that I've ever thought about that as a spiritual principle. Right. Yeah, I'm like, simple things aren't spiritual. That's not <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's it. It to be spiritually complicated. Yes,
1: we need to fucking right. delve into this. But, of course, that's our, our mindsets on a lot of things. Right. <laughs> Think deeper about this shit. Um, but, yeah, simplicity. That's How could simplicity apply in our lives in a different way spiritually? Like, just... I'm trying to, so if we wanted to take this kind of concept into our families, like I, if you look at my calendar, I will show y'all if you're watching on YouTube, uh, and I will show Billy, like, this is what my calendar looks like for the month of September. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Hopefully there's no personal information on there, but, uh, I had a guy yesterday that was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. I have like three things on my calendar for the whole month. And I'm like, I need, to, my family needs to be organized and I'm constantly going over to plan. I will try to plan with my wife the same day, like four different times. I'll ask her in the afternoon. I'm like, well, how are we going to handle this? Are you going to take this one to practice and I'm going to make dinner and then you're going to come here and then like, I need to know the order of all that. And she is definitely on the other side of this. She's on tradition yeah, nine tradition. I'm on side. the
0: other side of that too.
1: She's like, I don't know. We'll fucking figure I mean, it and out. My wife's
0: buttheads for this. And I
1: hate it. I'm like, no, tell me what's going on. Cause I feel out of whack when i don't know the plan right but then we'll agree to it and then i'll ask her like three hours later i'm like so this is what's going to happen right i think that's what we said i just want to be clear and then she'll forget what we said and i don't yeah i think maybe i don't know i thought you were going to take them and i'm like that fucks me up but i guess i need to be more simple in my practice
0: Mm, i I don't know it's disturbing and again it it gets back to it's hard sometimes to say one's right or wrong some things are better for different personalities so for me with my wife specifically like she likes a lot of more organization than I do she likes to figure out all right we're gonna have this for dinner this night and that for dinner that night I'm like I just know we're having fucking dinner and (laughs) when I get home from work Monday I make dinner most nights so I'm like When I get home from work Monday, I'll figure out what I feel like making for dinner. Mm. Some nights I feel like making something and some nights I don't. I don't need to know that we're having fucking stir fry on Monday because Monday might come and I might not feel like making stir fry. (sighs) And if stir fry. So I'm a perpetual like rule follower. Like if it's the fucking rule, that's what we're doing. And I'm not real flexible on stuff. So, you know, like rules don't serve me you sound, well all the
1: time <laughs> sound like a guy that has tacos on wednesday instead of tuesday
0: <laughs> it just depends on how i feel on wednesday if i feel like a taco on wednesday i'll have it on wednesday taco tuesdays damn yeah. it. but you know and just we were just talking about this today she tells me last night oh i'm gonna get up and and i'll get up and i'll go to you know do the grocery shopping and then i'll let you know my daughter take my car because her car's messed up and You know, I'm like, all right, that's the plan. That's the fucking rule. That's what we're doing. And then we get up in the morning and she starts wanting to change it. And I'm pissed. I'm like, if you'd have just said yesterday, we need to work this stuff out. I'd have got up in the morning and tried to figure out how I was going to work it out. But you told me what we were doing and now it's time to do it. And you want to change it. Fuck that. Now I'm angry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I struggle with not knowing like i have a thing about knowing i just feel more comfortable more safe um i'll be eating my not so delicious lunch trying to be healthy and uh and as soon as i get like two bites into it i'm texting my wife i'm like what's for dinner <laughs> because i want to have something to a look forward to but b i don't want to come home if it's something I, i'm not thrilled with right if it's one of those dinners i don't want to come home and be like oh yeah it's dinner time and then find <laughs> out that it's that and be like oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> right that expectations. We talked about yeah. those expectations, right? So I like knowing so I can kind of get my mind right about what we're eating, right? I like knowing so I can get my mind right. Do I have to run my daughter down to practice today? Is my wife taking care of that? Like what's my responsibilities? Cuz when we talk about, you know, tempering our expectations, which again, we still don't know if that's a real thing, but I do much better planning my day around, I know I got to take my daughter to practice around 4.20 because that's what I got to do today, than thinking I don't, and then at 4.15 I find out I do. Then I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, I was enjoying my day, God it. I was prepared to rest.
0: No? And see, that's where the group conscience comes in. You mm. know what I mean? It's like it's important for you and your wife to communicate and work out a system that works best for you. And just because that works best for you, too, doesn't mean it would work the same for me and my wife or me and my wife and kids. You know, we might function in our group conscience a little differently.
1: What I've found, though, is the difficulty in that is when people operate differently because it's best for them. Like, I don't necessarily, that means that people are bad for each other as a couple. Like, I don't think we'd be better for each other if we were both more like me. And I don't think it's so much that opposites attract or anything like that to some extent, but it's a little different than that. But so yesterday I went to, there was some pizza in a bag that was laying on the counter. And I was like, oh, was that pizza from dinner? I'm going to heat that up. It looks good, right? I grab the bag. I take it over towards the microwave, grab a plate. The bag's got like sticky shit on it drives me fucking crazy, right? <laughs> I hate touching things areas that aren't supposed to be sticky and they are. It just really really like I don't know. It just it's awful. I like huh. run straight to a sink, I'm washing my hands, I'm trying to wipe it up. It just and I've said my whole life like you people are just fucking dirty. You have babies. <laughs> you people are filthy, <laughs> you people are disgusting. Yeah. You don't clean up after yourselves. Like I'll go to get the the jelly out of the fridge. The lid's half on. There's fucking jelly and peanut butter caked around the outside. It's just fucking gross to me. But it's it's honestly not so much that it's gross to me. It's that it does something to my insides. Like huh. there is a shift in the way I feel, right, when I touch that. And it bothers me. So I've labeled it, you're gross and disgusting. But the truth is it just bothers me, right? Right. I'm very vigilant about if I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm going to make sure I clean off the outsides of these. If I spill any, if milk spills on the table, I'm not going to leave a sticky area because I know how that makes me feel and it's really important to me. My wife and kids, they don't have that reaction. It does not make them feel like sick inside to have sticky fingers when they touch something. So it's impossible for them to have the level of vigilance around cleaning up after it that I do. Like, it's not that I'm such a great guy that I clean up after myself. It's that it fucking seriously bothers me internally. That's why I'm so committed to making sure it doesn't happen. I can't expect them who don't have that internal reaction to feel that same way or have that same level of commitment, and and I guess I'm pulling that into this idea of like planning and structure in our family life, like it seriously bothers me internally to not have structure to not know I got to drive somebody to practice and then have it thrown on me at the last minute. The rest of my family they don't feel that internal feeling, so it's never going to be as important to them, and it's very hard for any of us, me or them to go outside of what we feel to do something that's just important to somebody else that's tough that's a lot to ask
0: that's why it's called a group conscience and not an individual conscience yeah, the idea is that we're supposed to be able to to build and develop these skills these these principles of like empathy and compassion and understanding and you know maybe it's not the way that I think it should be but that doesn't mean it's wrong and and it, again these are all where you know the it's unique to each individual how much Mm. am i willing to change how much am i willing to let go of you know am i willing to let go of my fucking peanut butter sticky thing because the kids don't uh, care or is it important enough where we sit down and discuss it and say look this is a real issue for me and i'd appreciate if we could do this and then if they agree to do that that's one thing if they agree to do it and don't do it, that's a different thing. But you know what I mean? If they say, yeah, we we understand your, that's you, so we're going to take care of that and we will commit to that. And that's beautiful. And I think from what I
1: found in my experience, that is the most helpful thing is to try to sit down and instead of expressing that I'm angry about it or being frustrated that they don't, just expressing the level to which it really bothers me. Right, But I guess for me you're looking at this as in a sense of what they will or can change and i don't know if they have the ability to right yeah it depends on the age well well age and and i also think that some of this the more i understand about trauma or, or life experience and how that affects our nervous systems and the shifts it causes in us like okay, so you are really uncomfortable around large crowds, right? And not to say that that can't get a little better just through forcing yourself to be in large crowds, but I don't think it's really a choice of yours to say, oh, people think I should be in large crowds. I'm just going to will myself to do it better, right? Like you're going to feel that no matter what. And that's the same thing I feel touching sticky stuff. It's the same thing I feel when I haven't planned the day out. And I don't know. and, and, And I think my family has the opposite feeling. Right. They feel safe in in a little more disorder or a little less structure around those kind of things. And they get comfort or or maybe they feel unrest at cleaning up their sticky. I don't know. Like, but I don't think it's just an option of, hey, let's sit down and talk about it. And all of a sudden these people can adjust what shifts. Like I can't adjust. It's not like I'm like, oh, it's really important to me to not touch sticky stuff. It's it's literally a bodily reaction.
0: (laughs) But for me, that's been my whole understanding of addiction. At least this is for myself. I don't know that I put this on my kids or family. But for myself as an addict, like what I learn is that whole idea is that first thought wrong and that my best thinking gets me into trouble and I'm not responsible for how I think. I'm responsible for how I act. And through the practice of meditation, the practice of spiritual principles, the practice of, you know, not, just reacting to my feelings like i learn to do things differently to be the best version of myself but i don't wait for the thinking to change for the actions to follow i got to start with the actions and then maybe the thinking will change maybe the thinking's never going to change my impulse to keep the fucking extra change when the lady gives me you know at the store that impulse to keep that shit's probably going to be there the rest of my life. You know what right. I mean? To stick it in my pocket and walk out and be like, "Fuck them," you know. But the behavior is now that no, that's not the person I want to be.
1: So, in a sense, I, I agree with that. Like the behavior has changed. Like it's, I've been able to recognize that it's not them. Right, My reaction is something that goes on in me. So I don't need to yell and scream at people in my house for not cleaning up the peanut butter and jelly or or the sticky stuff or whatever. Like, okay, maybe they didn't recognize it, have no idea. Maybe they're lazy, whatever. Like the problem is more the way I feel inside when I touch it. Meditation has helped to not react. But I still don't know that that's healthy, that I have to be in an environment that makes my body react that way. And I can't – yeah, I can – work on changing actions and stuff like that, I can't change the internal sensation I feel. Like that doesn't just change because I do something different, I don't think. (laughs) I think that's something that gets changed through like I don't know some kind of deep healing experience. I'm still not completely, entirely sure how that Maybe. works.
0: What do they call that? Where you just exposure therapy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where you just keep throwing
1: sticky shit at people? What's, what's, we'll go back to our last episode.
0: Pain, just yeah. enough pain, and you'll I'm feel gonna better. Lick ten lollipops and lay them down. <laughs> you got to keep picking them up. Dude, it's ew, <laughs> sticky shit.
1: But and, and that's a minor one, right? That's not a, yeah, an, an overwhelming mean. feeling, but it is. A, it's a definite internal shift in the way my body
0: feels yeah. and i think that's where the like for me the the big groups thing like I, I don't again i don't try to say something's wrong with me or whatever i either decide i want to deal with it that day or i decide i'm not you know and mm. i came to a meeting the other night and there was a lot of people crammed into a small room besides just the COVID factor it was very uncomfortable and and i wanted to leave mm. i convinced myself to stay and i don't know that staying was the right thing you know i don't it it just was you know hey i'm faced with this for me it had more to do with i wanted to challenge myself to sit through that uncomfortable situation i don't think that's ever going to change for me what can change is that i don't have to allow that to limit my experience or I can and that I don't I don't put a judgment on myself either way. If I had left that meeting and went home, I'd have been just probably as okay with it. It's not like one was the right thing to do and one was the no, wrong thing to do. No. It's just, you know, I'm going to try to face life and I guess from
1: a therapy perspective it's like is that challenging yourself? A healthy version of moving forward in life or not, right? Like, or is it going to inspire growth? Is it just like, hey, I prove that I can do this if I force myself and, and it still feels fucked up? Or is it actually. Like, oh, okay, well, I, I did this, and next time I feel a little better about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of variables in there, And too. if it's not feeling better next time, and you just keep forcing yourself, I don't know that that's healthy.
0: So here's, and, and I don't know, this sort of ties in, we're way off topic. Yeah. but um, Peanut butter and jelly, tradition yeah. nine. Makes sticky <laughs> messes. So, you know, my son went to the doctor, the doctor told him he was overweight. You know, so he had made a decision that he wanted to go to the gym with my wife and I go pretty regularly every day. And he had decided he wanted to try to do that. And my questioning to her was, how much do you want me to enforce that? Because I get up every morning at five o'clock and go to the gym. I fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it. I think it's been like two years now. There isn't one day, maybe one day that i wake up and go oh yeah this is fucking great is i love day? it <laughs> it's yeah no every day it's like fuck man i'm just sleeping in today i'm not going i'm going to lay back down i just just i'll just i'll go tomorrow it'll be fine and then i fucking start to wake up i'm like all right just get up you bitch fucking let's just do it you know you can do it i got to stop you right there anytime your self talk involves you bitch <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> it's not good self talk yeah
0: but that's, and, and this is what I talked with my my wife and I don't know if that's healthy or not. And in today's standards, I don't know if that's good, but I get up and I go and I show up and I do it. And most days by when I'm done, I feel good that I've been able to have that discipline and that ability to push through. uh, And I'm going to say hard thing. And I, almost want to put that in some air quotes, hard thing. Like it's getting up and going and exercising. It's fucking hard in this society. (laughs) It's way easier to lay in bed in the covers and sleep. (laughs) But it's, and that's where I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's good for, I don't even know if it's good for me, let alone to fucking push that on my son. Right. (laughs) You know, to be like, get up and come on. I know it's uncomfortable, but you got to do it. Push through this hard shit. Have
1: you ever been playing an organized sport and thought, uh, i don't I don't feel like like it it's too much work to go play this organized sport like generally I, and I'm thinking if you're like me, when there's a game going on yeah. around the exercising, it's fun right I, it's now entertaining, it's skill, it's practicing it's so i I mean I don't know I, just looking at it from an outside standpoint a little bit and saying, I think it's great that you have that discipline to get up and go every day, but if it's miserable. Why not try some activities that might actually, like, be exercise and be fun for you? Like, hey, there's soccer games at 6 a.m. every morning. Let's go play soccer. Like,
0: And this is where I think the variables with a lot of this stuff come in. And for me, it's just being disciplined at anything. Like, mm. I am the least disciplined fucking person I know. Like, this has been one I of so the don't see few that. things that I have, like, been, like committed and stuck with and now and that's trans so that actually started with meditation meditation mm-hmm. became one of the very first things where i had like made a commitment and then stuck with it for longer than a few weeks a few months right you know while it was inconvenient huh So for me, and this is, again, for the the variables part, it's like, yeah, I can be disciplined in certain things. So then I can take that and build on that. Like, hey, guess what? You can probably be a little bit disciplined in your diet, too. Is it going to be hard? Yeah. Is it going to be what you want to do? No, probably not. But you can. You know, you have the ability to do it. Whether you choose to or not, it's a totally different thing. But I have the ability to do hard things and stick with them for long periods of time even though I don't want to. I know that I can do those things now.
1: I've still been doing my diet since, I think, March. Oh, my fucking God, I'm tired of it.
0: (laughs) So over it. But I've held it up
1: pretty well, and I'm like, oh, God. All right, so uh, anything else about Tradition 9?
0: No, get involved in service if you're in a fellowship and see what you can do to... to bring less organization to that <laughs> yes no organization <laughs> bring more god
1: no rules a real thorough group conscience that's not a vote Like yeah you know, if you're in a home group don't feel like you gotta enforce
0: rules and enforce all this stuff yeah fuck it whatever goes seek the good orderly direction of your group conscience
1: alright have fun and we'll see you next week did you like this episode share it with people you think might get something out of it Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.